Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Commented Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, anime, and more. I am Nia. And I'm Decoria. And we're back again. We're I'm proud of us. We're doing our monthly anime episode. I feel like we're on a roll. Yes, we have like a consistent anime category now, or like, um, what's the word for it? Oh my god. Segment, anime not segment it's like the name yeah like a time slot or like okay i can't remember the word thing see this is what happens when <laughs> like you film program? after your work yeah or right right no, I know exactly episodes. what you mean <laughs> yeah. no you're but good yeah, <laughs> we have an official anime repertoire oh, this is gonna bother me let me just ignore it let me just ignore it <laughs> yeah but you're right we have a special anime corner with that we do and hopefully i think we're on a catalog Cat- what okay, I was okay. okay we have an anime catalog now because you know there are multiple episodes that you guys can go watch definitely go check out our previous episodes yes and thank you for listening to those previous episodes we really enjoy these anime episodes um i think it gives us also the excuse to like watch anime that's on our watch list mm-hmm. so like please continue to listen to us thank y'all for all the support and stuff i enjoyed this segment um i know Corey, you do too as well mm-hmm. um so yes, and today it gets me to watch spooky. more stuff. Yeah, me too. Because I I have a long list, and I'm just like, hmm, don't really feel like it today. But then with this, I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely have to get through this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's like, you have to. Um, but today, since it is spooky season, y'all, we are in October. Spooky season is coming up. Um, and so we thought for the occasion, why don't we do a spooky anime? Um. And then, Corey, I think you suggested this particular anime, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So basically, when I was on my search for a spooky anime, I saw the name Shiki. And I remembered as a kid, I would always like hear about this anime. But I had no idea what it was about. And I never watched it. So I was like, hey, Nia, how about we watch this one? I think I was also going to say, like, um, maybe the anime, like, another but I kind of know what that one was about already, so that's why I didn't choose that one. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, and I feel like I heard about this because of you. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't, I haven't really watched hardly, I don't think I've watched any horror anime. Have you watched any horror anime before this? Um. So, like, straight up horror, there was, there's been two that I've watched. There was this one horror anthology anime that I can't remember the name of right now, but it was on Crunchyroll way back in the day, like back in like 2011. It's probably still on there now. And basically it was just a bunch of Japanese ghost stories that they animated and not, they animated in a very interesting way. It wasn't like animated as in like the anime we see now, but it was more of like paintings that they animated, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes and, sense. Yeah. So I watched that. And then there's another anime called Higurashi when they cry. And I saw a a little bit of the remake but i never completed it because it wasn't really like pulling me in so i was like okay well this is you know fun i guess but i'm not it's not for me so what about you (laughs) yeah i don't think i've seen any um i don't think erased counts as horror does i feel like it's more of a mystery and it's like thriller mystery yeah in terms of like horror or very gory Shows. I guess Tokyo Ghoul would be or um didn't you watch mm-hmm. Parasite? I did, but that you know it's crazy that didn't feel horror or gory to me, even though I know it was, and I know yeah. for some people Parasite 
is very gross to look at <laughs> but I wasn't like I wasn't bothered by it so like it didn't feel like this um, yeah and it could have just been that they like the that I my brain was just like huh like this is a hyper this is just sci-fi like, or something yeah like this that. is just sci-fi and nothing hyper unrealistic world where they set this up or the scenario does is like my my brain turned on that little area of disbelief thing um so I don't think so I feel like there's before I was really into anime I've stumbled upon like a like gosh it was like a really scary one but I just Mm -hmm. wasn't it was like a chase like this girl was stuck in this hospital and there were like killers trying to kill her and they were like different types of like how do I put this there were different types of villains so like they were kind of some had different body parts some different different weapons and I was like hmm this is strange but I was kind of I didn't get I was just like I don't know where this is going I'm not feeling this. Yeah. Um, I could have been wrong. I have to look that up because it's, this is going to bother me. I don't, um, I don't think I've ever heard of that. When you say something being chased, I don't know why I think of Dead Man Wonderland immediately, even though I know that's not Dead it. Let me see. Because I know the main protagonist was. A f- was it a boy? A it was a girl. Yeah. yeah I yeah. don't think that's it then. Because I don't know why. When you said chase, I just thought of Dead Man Wonderland for some reason. Mm. You said a girl yeah, no, in a this, hospital. Yeah. It's like she is in this place she doesn't really know where she is i feel like she doesn't know how she got there i feel like that's it it was like a list i remember it was on a list of like top horror anime to watch so i might look and see if i recognize it eventually from any of those lists um i dropped it though so (laughs) i'll let you know um but yeah i feel like this is so this might be our really our first proper sit down analysis with the of the horror subgenre of like anime yeah um, yeah so uh if you want to introduce the show and talk to people yeah so we once again watch shiki so the shiki anime is an adaptation of the shiki manga drawn by ryu fujisaki and i tried to read a part of the manga i just didn't have time to finish the whole thing by the time this episode was being filmed even though it's only 75 chapters and i could have you know done better time management but i did not sorry (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so it is a it's based off the manga that's drawn by ryu fujisaki and the manga itself is an adaptation of the novel shiki by the same name by fuyumi ono which was published back in 1998 So the story happens in a small isolated town in rural Japan named Sotoba, where a bizarre series of events occurs and there's just multiple deaths all around the town. And it coincides with the arrival of a new European style family called the Kirishiki family. And they lived in this castle like right above the village. Um, And Toshio Ozaki, the dean of the hospital in Sotoba, begins to investigate and discovers that there is supernatural presence at work, mainly vampires, who they call Shiki, that are basically annihilating the entire village. Um, The anime aired on Fuji TV from July to December of 2010. It got nominated for Best um, Behind the Voice Actor Award, like for Best Voice Acting, but it didn't really win anything. And when I was trying to look into like the reception for the anime, I couldn't really find too much information on it. So mm. I don't know. Maybe That's it's just definitely. one of those things where like Western audiences aren't too familiar with it, but it's like really big in Japan. Mm. So it might this be... is really popular in Japan. Like it, it did do well there. I'm not even sure if it did well. Cause I couldn't find information about how well it did. 
So mm-hmm. that's, yeah, I'll probably try to search more after, like, just for my own curiosity to see if it did well. But it really wasn't having much information about the anime itself. Now, the book, uh, I'm pretty sure it's, like, very famous. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, let me, I don't know. I don't know if I want to start with a recap. I don't think I'm going to recap everything. <laughs> this is anime is 22 oh, no. episodes. There's a lot going oh, yeah. <laughs> on. But let's start with, um, what were your immediate thoughts upon finishing the show um well for one i didn't know what to expect because i because like the beginning they fake you out because at first i thought oh, it was some murder mystery because i thought it yeah. was going to be like serial killer is loose on the town small town thing and by the end i was like i don't know i don't know how to process this <laughs> I, like I know what i want but i don't know what i watch because at the ending it's like I have questions like I guess we'll get into spoilers in a second but really my ending was just like I don't feel satisfied I have questions what how did you feel about the ending yeah and like Nia said we're gonna I'm gonna do a brief recap after this immediate thoughts part part this is just like a spoiler free (laughs) review um (laughs) but I I took so basically I'm trying to do this thing now where when I watch an anime I just write notes down after so I don't forget because I tend to forget a lot of the stuff I watch so mm-hmm. I put this show is very entertaining. At first, I wasn't really feeling it. I wasn't. It wasn't really scaring me that much. But the more I got into episodes, the more disturbing it became, and it's very unsettling. And I was like, by the end of this show, I don't know how I felt about the ending. Um, there's two characters that I wish that would have died. Um, I didn't appreciate that they were alive at the end. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking. Yeah, about. I was I very upset question. about that. We're we're gonna get into that later because. Cause I have a lot, I have a lot of words for this particular character. He really pissed me off. Um, and then, yeah, I'll, I'll just talk about, cause I, I wrote a lot about that one character. So I'll talk about that later. <laughs> the fact that I know exactly who you're talking about lets me know <laughs> everything that I need to know. Yeah. So just to briefly recap um, the show. So Shiki starts off with the first episode. You immediately see a dead woman in the woods with pink hair. Did you notice that also, by the way? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did. That's what by the end of the episode. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you immediately see a pink haired girl in the woods, just dead. That's like the first thing they show. And um, you see that there are people in the village searching for her. They're calling her name out. trying to, It's like a missing child situation. And they discover her dead body. And so it rewinds back to earlier in the day. And we see that the character was a miss. Was it Shimizu? Let me look at the character list I put out. Shimizu Megumi. I'm going to call her Megumi for the episode. So we saw yeah. the character was Megumi. And she's a teen from the small village of Sotoba. It's like a re- very remote village somewhere in Japan. When I say remote, I mean, this village is very remote. Like, Corey, I said, what year are we in? This can't be present day. And it's crazy because it was present day, but they were like living like, like Mormons, like out in the middle of nowhere. They got like a mail courier that came like once a week or something like that. Like they were just not connected to anything. The, they didn't have like a fire station, like the nearest fire people, fire brigade would come from like the big city. That's like, miles and miles down the road so it was in a situation where they're in this remote village and we see megumi she's stuck she's like a teen girl stuck in this small town she doesn't really like it because she 
likes to dress more modern. She's more of a fashionista. She wants to be unique and everybody around her is all old fashioned. And she's just very upset about that. She'd rather live in the big city. And we also are introduced to the character that she has a crush on. Um, not Suno, I believe. Let me check. The character list is right next to me. I don't know why I'm not looking. <laughs> We're also introduced to Natsuno Yuki. Um, he hates his name for some reason. We'll just I don't remember why. So I was gonna say we'd discuss later, but I don't remember why. But um yeah, he hates his name and she basically she like watches him. It's a bit like stalkerish. Stalk. That, that's a, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. a very generous. Watch is a very generous term. I a hundred percent stalks him. Okay, yeah. So she's stalking him. <laughs> so let me just be blunt about it. She watches him through his window. He knows about it. He's a bit creeped out by her. He doesn't really hate her though. He just is like, oh, this girl has a crush on me. I don't really like her though. And yeah, it basically the first episode is basically this introducing to introducing us to a bunch of characters around town um aside from this natsuna we also meet uh do we meet his best friend we're introduced to toru who is natsuna's best friend and then we're also to introduce to the tanaka um siblings so akira tanaka which is the young boy and kari tanaka which is the daughter and so um we see megumi stumble across uh well she doesn't really stumble across she sees the house the castle it's not it's not even a regular house it's dead as a castle that is above their village like on a cliff and she fantasizes about going up there you see the people in the village talking about how pretty the mother of that family who moved in that castle is and she's just like fantasizing about you know walking into that castle and becoming a princess and like living this lavish <laughs> lifestyle and she's just staring at the castle and i can't really remember what exactly happens after that but basically she ventures off into the woods and next thing we know she is found passed out on the she she's she's like passed out on the ground she looks dead but she isn't quite dead yet and there are people searching for her and she hadn't come home for like hours and hours that's why people were searching for her so yeah so throughout the next couple episodes we eventually find out well actually let me go back a bit so then the next day megumi's in her bed and she's just bedridden like she's just like this is like COVID sick. Like you have a very, very bad case of COVID and she looks awful. And her family is so confused. They're like, why is she so sick? Like what is going on? And you know, everybody around her is trying to take care of her. And she keeps talking about how Megumi keeps talking about how there's this beautiful woman. Like she mumbles it to herself sometimes, but overall she's very unresponsive. Her family is kind of worried about her, but they think that she just have, she just is sick and that it will pass. The village doctor does come to visit her. I believe I'm pretty sure that happened. And once again, his name was, uh, Dr. Ozaki. And he determines that she just has like a cold and that she'll be fine. And you know, a couple of days pass in the show and suddenly she dies out of nowhere and everyone is so confused because you know she was just a bit sick how did she die 
So after that happens, the show basically kind of explains that there are these creatures that are vampires, but they call them Shiki. And what they are doing is they are attacking villagers. And what happens when a villager is getting gets bitten is that once they get bitten, they become a target for the particular vampire that bit them. And the vampire keeps biting them until they drain their blood. And it was quite creepy, the concept of it. Because you know how the lore of vampires, like if you invite a vampire into your home, like you can just come in. But if you don't invite it, it won't come in. So what would happen is that like, some of these shiki would like trick the their prey into inviting them into their home. And so that's how the person would get bitten. Or if the person was outside and they got bitten, they'll use mind control tricks to have the person allow them into their home. That way they could keep periodically biting them over the next couple of days until they die. And once a person dies, they could become a shiki or they could just die. So in the village, what was happening is like, like I said, the vampires were targeting the villagers and some of the villagers have become shiki. And once some of the villagers started becoming shiki, they began, they began to attack their own families. And the families, of course, you know, you're going to let your family member who just died in your house, even though you're like, how are you alive again? They're just going to let them in because that is their family member. Family. So, exactly. Yeah. Which is another interesting, interesting concept. But yeah. So this continues happening until the doctor starts to take notice that something is very wrong here. And so he starts trying to investigate why this is happening. He eventually comes to the conclusion that it was some kind of hemophilia going on. Not hemophilia. There's a, there was a, they used a lot of medical terms in this anime. First of all, anemia. Yeah. He thought it was some kind of anemia induced by sickness at first. And at the same time, while he's trying to figure that out, the other character that we named in the beginning, Natsuno, the girl, the guy that Megumi was stalking, he is starting to figure out that something is wrong as well. And I think the reason that he figured out is because Megumi, still stuck in her stalkerish ways, decided to come into his house while he was laying down and he saw her. And of course, that scared the shit out of him. And so he started investigating on his own. He came to the discovery that there were like some kind of vampire-like creatures around the town. And yeah, um, I don't know if I want to go ahead and just delve into some of the problems I had with Megumi's <laughs> father because I really want to talk about that oh right now. But if I, I'm going to forget. Um, I feel like the episode will be all, all over the place. So I'm going to make a note and we'll come back to that. So back to the general summary. The doctor discovers that there are vampires. Eventually, he comes to the conclusion that, oh, there are vampires in this town. They're eating our people up. And same, same thing with Natsuno. He comes to that discovery. And so Natsuno tells um, the two children that we mentioned earlier, Akira and her and his brother and her his sister. And they try to figure out what they can do on their own. And the doctor as well, he tries to figure out what he can do to solve the town's mystery. There's also a priest who I didn't name because I hate him, but I'll give you his name. His name is Station. Um, he's a junior monk, not a priest. And he also has figured out that there are vampires attacking his town because one of the young vampires, 
well, she's basically the head of the vampires. Kirishiki Sunako, she really enjoys the piece of writing that Seishin writes. And so she visits him often at night. And at first he thought she was just some girl who had an illness where she couldn't be out in the daylight. But then he eventually comes to the conclusion by putting context clues together that she is indeed a vampire. And basically the whole show, we are watching these villagers try to fight back against this oppressive vampire force that is actively trying to take over their town. And we eventually learn the reason why the vampires want to take over their entire town is because they want a base of operations, a safe place where they can just be vampires freely. And another thing as well, um, thing I forgot I was about to mention. So skipping whatever I, whatever <laughs> thought that was, but yeah, we watched them try to fight back against the vampires. Eventually, halfway through the show, like onto season two, they switch the point of they don't even switch the point of view. They try to make you have sympathy for vamp the vampire family. Like they yeah. do this really weird change halfway through where they want you <sighs> to have sympathy. Yeah, this okay. So like right now we're just doing a general summary, but we will get more detail in a second. But yeah, they switched the kind of angle of the show to try to make you more sympathetic towards the vampires. Um, we see the villagers, you know, fight back against them and like manage to kind of win in the end. I don't know if they really won. I don't. I don't. I can't tell if they won because what happened in the end was just that was something. <laughs> But yeah, along the way, we see a bunch. The reason why I'm giving a very general description because there is so much in this show. When we we had a we had a part earlier that's going to be cut out, but we are mentioning how every single side character in this show has a plot line, and that plot line gets resolved. So there's just a lot of information going on here. It was actually really incredible to see because usually side side characters just get left behind. Um, but yeah, in the end, um, Dr. Ozaki ends up managing to get the villagers to believe that they are vampires. They fight back against the vampires, which is the Kirishiki family mainly, um, and they get rid of them. And the whole village burns down in the process, so they have to move anyway. The end. And there's also two OVAs that I watched. I don't know if you watched those, but I'll explain them to you if you hadn't. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll wow. get to that at the end because they were very interesting. I was like, wow. Okay. So, jumping all the way back to where we mentioned Natsuno's father. Hmm. So, for our readers, our listeners, let's say readers, like I'm, I wrote a fanfic, but for our listeners <laughs> who have not seen Shiki, there was a point in the show where Natsuno, like I said, he had figured out that there are vampires. And being the smart young man that he is, he was like, vampires, okay, crosses. Shaman stickers, I can't remember what they're called. Oh my God, what are those things called? talismans um, tal- he was like mm-hmm. yeah he was like crosses talismans holy water he tried to cover his room and crosses tal- talismans holy water holy water anything holy basically because he kind of figured this would protect me against the vampires and also another reason why he was able to figure that out is because his best friend toru got turned into a vampire and bit him and then proceeded to keep biting him until he died but yeah so 
um, Natsuno, he tried to use crosses across his crosses across while wow. he used a bunch of crosses in his room to prevent the vampires from getting in but we learned that his father and his mother are very like anti-religion basically his father and his mother are those kind of people who used to be religious but they discovered sciences so not they discovered science so now they're atheists that's the best way i can describe them and mm-hmm. so because his father is anti-religion. He literally went in his room and just removed all the crosses. And, and so, keep in mind, no, mm-hmm. to cut you off, but keep in mind, he does this at the same time where his wife is already on the verge of turning. Like, yes, she herself is cutting vegetables in the kitchen. He's talking about, I think our son is sick, or like, I think that maybe something's going on. Trying to be all like bring up conversation, and she's already been bit. Like, yeah, this man. He, we're, we'll talk about it but he, this man is one oblivious two an idiot and three he don't listen to his son <laughs> yeah so. and like i said the people who get bit their family members are not aware because it just appears as like a cold first and then like after the day of them being like sick they are just very despondent and like they are very like almost depressed looking until they eventually die but yeah he removes all of the crosses that Natsuno put up, right? And then, like I said, Natsuno's friend was feeding off of him. So he became very sick. And his father's like, oh, it's just a cold. And Natsuno's friends, the ones I said that he was able to tell about the vampires and convince them to try to get rid of the vampires with him, Akira and Kaori, they, uh, Natsuno tells them that he got bit by his friend. And so they try to devise a plan to protect him. And so they even show up to the house with their own talismans and, and arrows and all this thing to try to protect them as well. And the father, of course, throws it out once again, setting his son up for death. <laughs> and so they try again. They try. They, these kids try so hard to save that boy. And so they come back the next day like, please, like, we'll protect not sooner ourselves since you won't do it. The father finally acts like he's coming around i was like okay i understand you guys I, he, <laughs> he does that i said oh this man is straight up evil he's <laughs> evil he lies to these children's faces and then has the nerve to throw out the the, the items that could literally save his son's life i said oh, ain't no hell is not hot enough <laughs> yeah so he pretends like he's gonna put these crosses and these talismans up that the kids delivered to him the second time they come to try to save him and so the kids are like oh finally like he came around and so he takes the bag as soon as they leave and dumps it in the trash and then the very next day Natsuno is dead dead actually wife is I, gone yes actually let me explain how this man discovered that his son was dead he came home from work one day and he saw a letter on the table he started calling for his wife 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 where are you no response he reads a letter the letter says i'm leaving you by the way our son is dead <laughs> that's lit i'm not even playing with you literally that's the letter says and so he goes in the son's room and natsuno is in fact what well, he appears to be dead and so the father just has a mental breakdown after that. Okay, so after I've done explaining this, like when I tell you the frustration that I felt, I've never screamed at my TV so much. <laughs> yeah. Like when I, this, like that whole, honestly, all the children who are not listened to by their parents 
pisses me off. And also, yeah. it kind of like I don't know if this made you frustrated, but after a while, when like all these people around you are dying and these adults just sit around and do nothing, I was like, yes. ain't no way, ain't no way you're gonna be in a small town like this and like a significant number of people in your neighborhood to where businesses are closing, like the construction place closed, everyone at the main office is dead, and then you just say, oh, everything is business as normal. What? That's what, what I'm saying. You live in such a small town where like when there's a funeral, everyone shows up to that funeral and people around you are dying left and right. And you just like, oh, it's just an epidemic. Oh, we'll let the doctors handle it. Like one is only this- one man. That's yes. Crazy. They're like, oh, this the doctor said it's like he's one person. <laughs> he's one man. What are y'all like? Nobody thinks to pick up the phone and call somebody like a news station or like call a city like the main city like I don't get it it feels like they're isolated not just like meant like physically but like mentally in this yes. place because yes. there's no way I'm not picking up a phone and calling anybody who's in Tokyo or something like what yeah I mean oh man there's so much I could say like this is this is truly an anime where I could talk about we could have like multiple episodes about the shit yeah. that happened but um let's let's bring up another thing um I don't want to. I don't know if I want to get right into station because that's like towards the end of the show. Um, what is another thing that we can bring up as far as the plot? Okay, another thing that occurred. So, first of all, was there any moments that scared you in the show or that really creeped you out? Mm, you know what? I'm gonna. There are like these. They're not really like the actual scenes of something happening scared me. It's more like. Like they'll have this thing happen, but then like it'll sort of cut to like the the vampire showing their true self. If yeah, that makes sense. Like I remember the daughter. What's her name? It starts with an N. Like, cause her name was it like Nay or Now or you know what Which, I'm talking about? What color was her hair? The, um. Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> All I know is that she's the one who's ma- who was the orph. Like her parents gave her up, and she married into the family ah. and had a son. And yes. the parents-in-law. I know okay. what you're talking about. Wait, she I, I her had her name written down. What right. Her name? She killed her father-in-law. And so yeah. with her, there was a scene where she talks about how she killed her father-in-law. She's standing like near a power, like a power line. And I was like, no, okay, this girl, yeah. she's okay. Cool. Cool. And like, she's like, like saying I killed my whole family because no one else turned besides me. And then it cuts to like her showing her real face. And I was like, whoa, like that creeped me out. Like they'll do that sometimes, like where they'll just like show you their, their real scary face. But mm-hmm. other than that, I wasn't really scared. I was just more upset. <laughs> yeah. I was more upset at these villagers for like taking death so nonchalantly. And then like to me, if like you live in a small town, let's let's like we don't know how big the population of this town is, but I'm estimating like maybe a thousand. That's what I was about to say. Excuse like, maybe a thousand. Yeah, like something that's not like a couple hundred, but like maybe a thousand. And if you're in a town that small, why would you pret- go back to work when all of your coworkers are gone? Like, like, I don't get the whole, like, you need to go to school. You need to go to work thing. People are dying. <laughs> what? People like, are did, did dying. Did that bother you? Like the old people sitting outside pretending nothing's happening? Like, yeah, that what? really bothered me as well. And I'll get more into that in a second. Um, The reason why I asked you if there was any scene that scared you, because I wanted to bring up one specific scene. There's two, actually. So the scene where 
Megumi first enters Natsuno's house. So Natsuno's lying in his bed. He knows about the vampires, but he's like kind of trying to figure out what to do. And Natsuno, I mean, no, Megumi, I don't, I can't remember why exactly she came into his house, but <laughs> there's a scene where he goes to the window because he thinks she's going to be there, but she's not. And then it does this thing where it, it like x-rays the entire house where you can see where there's like two different people trying to enter his house. And the whole idea of someone trying to break into your home, that, that, like the thing about Shiki, it wasn't scary, but the ideas, the concepts that are being thrown around, I have an yeah. overactive imagination. So I was just getting creeped out because I, I just started thinking. So that scene where he thought she was going to enter through the window and then she happened to enter from his room and she was under his bed and she just lifted up. I was like, oh my oh, God. I remember that scene. Like, yes. And then, like he's in sleep paralysis. Yes, like, he's in sleep. He can't move. He literally can't move. And then honestly, an- paralysis saved his life. <laughs> yes, like, it really did. Because everybody else was actually asleep. Like he's the only one that can like literally see what's going on. Yeah. And then another scene that really creeped me out when Seishin, the um junior monk, sorry if I'm pronouncing his name wrong, I think it's Seishin, um, and Dr. Ozaki, when they figured out that one of the elderly patients was being hunted by a vampire, like she was a vampire's prey, I think she was Nawa's prey at that point. And when they're in the hospital oh, and yeah. they're monitoring her, and then Nawa was outside the window. And they were trying to go and they like, first of all, let me set the scene for you. So they are in this dark ass hospital in the middle of the night. Seishin and Dr. Ozaki are the only people there because they sent everybody else home for the night. And Dr. Ozaki has been monitoring this patient, this elderly woman, because he knows he's starting to figure out the vampire's patterns. And so he has her in this room on the second floor of the hospital, high up in the air, because he's like, okay, no one can get to her this way. And they have all the blinds closed. And so... As he and the junior monk are talking, the power suddenly just goes out. And they're like, oh, they're here. And so the monk goes downstairs to try to start the backup generator. And then we hear scratching at the window. And he goes and he opens the blinds. And he sees the vampire just outside floating in the air with these red eyes. And the old lady just jumps out of her sleep. And she's speaking as if she's like, sleep talking she's like i'm here i'm here go ahead and let me you can come in you can come in like trying to invite the vampire in because the vampire has her under hypnosis and once again the vampire cannot come in unless it's invited yeah so that happens and basically they pan down and you see a shot of just all these red eyes just down below like all the way down below on like the sec- the first floor just outside waiting for this old lady to make it out there. And I can't remember if she jumped out the window or they just snatched her, but somehow she eventually gets outside and then they all just bite her and she dies. And I was like, that was just so creepy to me. Like the way they opened the blinds. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, yeah. don't open the blinds. That kind of situation. And you know what? That just popped in my head now that you mentioned it. Early on, it kind of gave me the creeps more than towards the end. Like yeah. in the beginning where, um, what's his name? The main guy, let me see his name the main boy Natsuno Natsuno, when he was going in and out of his room sitting at his desk and like looking out like the feeling that he would it's almost like he was like he felt himself being watched yeah it it would be those like mini jump scares of the eyes looking back at him 
And then even though there was nothing technically there, even though we learned that probably something was out there, like, yeah. it's like that kind of creeped me out in the beginning. Cause I was like, Whoa, like, is this in his head? Is this real life? That type of thing before you figure out what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> but <laughs> I don't even want to think about this anymore. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Let me see. So I mentioned, Okay. Now, before I start, I, I'm trying to avoid talking about station because I have, I could go on forever. <laughs> okay, so what would you do? What do you think you would do if you were in this situation? If you were a villager? Oh my God. Oh, for me, one, as soon as like two people are dead, I'm out of there. Oh, as <laughs> soon as two, like, you don't have to tell me twice. If I see like one, okay, actually one or two, I probably would be a little suspicious, but when it gets to five, all in the same community i'm like okay y'all are just y'all aren't seeing what i'm seeing i'd pack up and leave because i think they stop people from leaving once you get to like once they got to like 50 people like not 50 like 20 people or something that's when they cut the roads off or something yeah Um, and that funeral that quote-unquote funeral home comes in and like moves people out of there that's when i'm like okay so for me in the first five i would have been like "Mm -mm, i'm out of here what about you Honestly, same for me. I like you said several times already. You, I do not understand how these villagers just sat here this entire time. I understand this place is their home, but like once these bodies, once there was a funeral like every day, every no, day, no, they're like, burying people daily. Yeah, like literally, once there was a funeral every day, and once I started, like once there was a funeral every day, and then like once you start hearing rumors about what's going on, like. If I, if I even hear like a hint of something supernatural happening i'm out of there tokyo is like Period. 20 miles away i'm just i'm just literally out of there i can't i can't be like bothered to try to stick around for this um name okay was what is something that you what are some things that you liked about the show and then are there any things that you disliked about the show i mean i liked a lot about the show i liked the the sort of world building like I didn't have many questions about you know why the vampires were there like they answered a lot of questions regarding their existence in that place um uh, I I, at first I was kind of uh confused as to like how they exist and I still kind of curious about like their origin but um but like for me I feel like the characters were great well some well I mean in terms of like fulfilling the role they were meant to fulfill (laughs) for some of them like some of them are horrendous but that's like what their job was to be um I mean I think the the like the setting was great the the sort of build-up was good but at the same time I have so many gripes with it because like how do I put this like it's just it feels like everyone is so willfully ignorant Mm-hmm. Um, like when you imagine you lose like some of these kids are losing all of their family members some of these people are losing their entire family and then you just like that it was a little weird to me like the old man who lost his wife and everybody how was he just going back home like that's like it seemed like no one was experiencing the grief that they were witnessing in real time the kids yeah. saw their dad die the day before and then were going to school the next day and I know that sometimes that happens with people that they have to go back to their routine, but it feels like this town didn't understand grief. The gravity of the situation. Yeah, yeah. Like several people have lost their family members, especially like close family members, not extended cousins or like people you only see a couple months a year. Like these are parents, grandparents, 
children and you're telling me that people are just getting up and going to work the next day I, I that don't make any sense to me um I felt like a like a plot hole to me because I was mm-hmm. like there's no way you're just gonna get up after witnessing something traumatic like this and if you're a small town everyone knows everyone you'd be grieving for your fellow neighbors too so I don't get that um it felt like people were emotionless yeah um, uh and then I didn't like the whole humanization of the the vampires because mm-hmm. i didn't care because <laughs> i was like well, that's not why we're here please don't do this whole like why have you forsaken me oh well, i didn't choose this Ooh, like that place. line pissed please. me off so much at the end i was so mad when she said it, that shit see her turning into a victim i was like girl do you expect me to feel sorry for you just because you're in the body of a child you've murdered more people that are even in this village what do you what do you what like to me they wanted to pull the empathy thing and i'm like the empathy card is long gone when she was eager to kill people's families (laughs) because what they don't what what like the thing about it is like if everybody turned into a vampire and they all were just going to be this whole vampire community together that would be a different plot because nobody'd be dying it'd be like a vampire family whatever you want to call it but people will actually die and not turn into vampires so people just lose their entire families unless they turn so it's not like everyone they bleed to death is going to turn into a vampire Mm -hmm. but so then that means that they are killing people like for every person that rises up like 10 people die so it's like like to me it's like this whole like oh i don't mean to do this no you do um yeah and it also i had so many like questions about why is it human blood why can't they just drink animal blood why can't because that's a lot in other vampire lore they survive off animal blood sometimes yeah so i'm confused as to why they didn't explain like could they get animal blood could they get insect blood like why is it strictly human and like like i had those questions um and of course what's his face setsuno setsuo natsuno Um, not no no um is that his name the, the doctor the, no 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 not the doctor oh station the junior monk Seishin. yeah yeah junior monk him oh. Corey. Ooh. we you you know what we could just go ahead and get into that conversation because i <laughs> let, let's go ahead and talk about this this man first of all let me just start with this before nia gets into her part my main issue with this man the whole time he was watching all these people die and he knew what was happening but his whole thing was i am believe he was buddhist i think Mm -hmm. i could be wrong but i am buddhist i respect life no matter what kind of life it is i will not be killing anyone or anything so the whole time he took no action he took no action at all he he took no action to actively really help. Like he helped in some ways, but not enough to make any kind of impact. Not in a way where he could have, he could have done a lot considering that he is a man of, of God in a way they could have created a bunch of talismans. They could have done a lot. And he took no action whatsoever until he saw Dr. Ozaki, um, which was his, his, I guess in a way, his best friend, or a childhood friend, something. They had a relationship, some kind of relationship together. Not like romantically, but they were very close. Mm-hmm. He took no action until he saw Dr. Ozaki experiment on his wife who had turned. Now, I understand, for me, what Dr. Ozaki did, it made me very uncomfortable when seeing like what he was doing. But at the same time, I kind of understood 
why he took those measures. So as soon as Seishun saw this, he immediately just goes to the side of the vampires. And like even towards the end, he even kills someone for the vampire cause. And I'm like, this whole time, you refuse to kill anyone, but this is when you want to kill? This is when you want to kill? For vampires who are, who have taken out your entire village, who have killed your mother and your father? Well, not his mother. His mother was killed by uh, humans. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Go ahead, Nia. No, listen. That man, one-way ticket to Satan. Because you know why? He... The worst thing about someone like the doctor, him going through, I can understand his medical hesitancy to accept the fact that these are vampires. And so he doesn't want to spread the word. Yeah. Looked at as crazy. I get that. Cause that's like his repute. That's like his medical background makes you look at the literal and not like the metaphysical or like fictional stuff. That's only in the movies and stuff. But this man, he works with curses. He works with like that, realm of stuff so the idea that vampires exist shouldn't be that surprising to him in this context two he finds out about it and does not even warn his own family Mm -hmm. (laughs) does not even warn anybody doesn't try to protect anybody he does not care to help anyone around him it's like he he thinks he's a vampire which is crazy he he moves through this world like he's a vampire and i'm like and I know that probably was intentional by the writers, but to me, it's extra sinister because he could be helping before mm-hmm. the doctor even goes to that level of like, let's hunt and kill them all. He's talking to the head honcho little girl every day, listening to her rhetoric and then just not saying anything, not saying you need to stop. Not He's just listening to her and being like, oh, you're going to comfort me. She's a killer. <laughs> she couldn't. Mur- <laughs> she literally was two steps away from murdering him in front of him. Like, I don't understand. And the thing is, Corey, did I make this up? There was a scene in this show where they saw, I saw a picture. Like, it was like, she asked, why why did the brother kill his younger brother about his novel? And they flip to like, he says he doesn't know. And then they flip to like a scene of like him standing over a woman. Did he kill his wife or like someone in his life? I'm not even sure if he has. Um, even if he did, that probably was something they like really like harped on in the manga, maybe. Cause I'm not sure what his whole issue was. I understand like this character, he is dealing with um depression. I believe like I'm pretty sure he's, like depression and like oh, yeah. suicidal um thoughts, um, Definitely. or and has attempted in the past. But I'm not sure if he like actually killed someone. Okay, yeah. I I just I saw that scene. I was like. And he looked at his own hand and he like switched to like a woman's bloody face and she looked kind of similar to him. I don't know if it was a sister figure, a friend, but like, and I, he stood over her or like he was looking at himself or something. And I was like, did this man murder? Is this why he's so indifferent to vampires? Because he's used to murder. Um, <laughs> he's a serial like, killer. Like, <laughs> literally, you know, what's crazy. In the, in the beginning, I thought he was the murderer. Like if there oh, was a serial really? killer story because they flipped to him and he's talking to the cops and I was like, there, he knows something. Is he the murderer? Is this what this show's going to be? But it kind of goes full circle because he's crazy. He's, he's a sellout for the human race. He really <laughs> he is a sellout. Like what's crazy to me is that 
he w- the vampires are literally think looking at him as like a literal body bag like blood bag a walking blood bag this whole time but he's willing to lose his own life over them and like the crazy thing is if he w- he wasn't even thinking that far ahead say this whole neighborhood was turned into vampires would they really let him live no like, they would have to turn if, him if they he would have to turn him because there'd be turn. no more blood yeah like if and the thing is even though he turned in the end because we find that out if he didn't he would have just been dead like all of that for nothing and then another thing too i think you you almost said this earlier with them turning the whole village into like vampires what was gonna happen after like what's the plan Because they're gonna have to keep what killing. Is the plan? They already turned their entire food source into vampires, and so they're gonna have to go get more blood. So they're gonna go for the city next. So he's just gonna be a part of that, the part of destroying the world, basically. Exactly. And then the city folks aren't gonna like just sit around and and watch things happen in real time. Of course, there'll be some who will, but it's not gonna be as easy to cover your tracks like it is in a small town. Yeah. So like, what's the plan? Um, I feel like that's why it's it shows in the end how she's really a child because she is a child no matter how long she's been alive like her actions are childlike she had no plan they thought oh this can be a home base and we can bring people in from the city um that's just not realistic that's not going to sustain y'all and you're just going to create potentially more vampires that need more blood so like no one had a plan um to me it's like his character represents someone who likes to be on their high horse but is really just as guilty as the doctor like he's trying to say how dare you kill how dare you like of course the doctor torturing his wife was a brutal scene to watch but like like the doctor's trying to act like holier than thou and it's like sir that's my issue too like the priest was so fucking self-righteous yeah it's just like you are over here looking down on these people these people who are reaching hands out to you for help looking down on them talking about how you're not gonna kill how you're above all this and like i said before like you you decided the whole time that i took any action until the end and then there was action on the side of the people who are just murdering your entire town exactly and he justifies their murder as like they need to survive but the thing is they would murder you sir is that there is that the like he it's like he disconnected himself from the humanity side of him like i'm not like them like no they you have blood you are human they will kill you too um like it's so strange to me how he reverse psychology himself into or manipulated his own self into thinking that like people literally trying to figure out what's going on and he just stays quiet the entire time like i don't how can you be someone who helps the people and not even try to help the people but shame the doctor who's trying to come up with some solution like I don't get it. Yeah. Like, to me, his character just seems like pointless because in the end, they bo- don't they both die in that fire? No, they survive. They survive. That's crazy. Yeah. There was here. like a, I think there was an after credit scene or something, but they survived. I hate they, that. I I'm, hate that. So I'm like, much. I'm pretty sure. Sh- I'm pretty sure they survived. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw that. It's been like a couple weeks since I watched it because I watched it at the beginning of the month. But yeah, I'm pretty That's sure they crazy. survived because I wrote down why. <laughs> my notes <laughs> no i completely agree with your why like why would they survive and it's like and it levels him up to be like some sort of super vampire and i hate that and it's like does he doesn't even deserve to 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 like get what he wanted in the first place like 
it's really it's sinister <laughs> like there's a child in his that came to his front door saying can you give me a posthumous name and he's like oh death is just everyone oh, dies that if seems you don't, so terrible i said if this man oh he's heartless he's heartless he's evil um yeah i to me i hate how they try to paint like one is good one is bad it's like no like the doctor may have horrible methods but at least he's trying to help people like oh yeah and just to to specify yes they they did survive oh i hate it here (laughs) i hate it here yeah Mm. i mean do you have any thoughts on that like i do you feel like the that the show sort of in the end tried to paint the doctor as like some evil monster instead of him what do you think um kind of let me go ahead and do my likes and dislikes <laughs> we got okay, we got okay. attention that you know what and since we talked about station we're gonna the, there's one of the questions on our sheet is who's your character you disliked so it's pretty obvious who we disliked if yeah. we, if, <laughs> but yeah as far as likes um i wrote down like it made me question my morality so i can go ahead and talk about the question you just asked then since i put that the first thing i wrote down for made me question my morality as an example was the doctor wife scene with the um torturing we're experimenting yeah so i felt like i don't know they did try in a way to paint the doctor as a bad guy kind of i don't know because like i said earlier they the show did this very odd thing where in the season in season two they kind of switched the sympathy and try to make you feel more for the vampires. And so in season two, you basically have the doctor gearing up to basically annihilate all the vampires. He doesn't want to negotiate with them. He doesn't want to do anything. He wants to kill every single vampire in the village. As he should. Um, not gonna lie. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, so by the end, when you're supposed to be on the side of the vampires, that means the doctor is the antagonist. But because we saw everything the doctor did before, if they were trying to pay him as the bad guy. They didn't do a good job because I was still on his side. Now, right. what I will say to talk about this torturing scene, that that was the scene that really kind of started making me that started making me feel bad for the vampires, for some of them, not the yeah. Kirishiki family, but some of the villagers who got turned. Because basically what happens is the doctor's wife gets bitten I'm not sure who exactly she got bitten by. I'm going to assume that she got bitten by this vampire or this werewolf named Tatsumi, the blue haired guy. I think Mm -hmm. that's who bit her, but he doesn't really need blood to survive. So I'm not sure if he like bit her and killed her. Maybe it was like the Kirishiki wife who killed her, but yeah, she gets killed and the doctor, um, because he kind of has a clue what's going on, he decides that he's going to watch his wife's body to see if she turns. And that way, if she does turn, he has a vampire specimen, which he can do experiments on to try to figure out how to kill the vampire. And so the thing about the vampires, when they get turned, the villagers, they don't know that they are vampires. They're just suddenly alive again. And so... Yeah he sees his wife he has her hooked up to the ekg and everything he sees when she starts having brain activity so when that happens he immediately takes her downstairs to like the morgue and like ties her up and then we witness him basically experiment on his wife the whole time she is 
uh, conscious and she's like crying because she does not understand what's happening to her. She doesn't know why her husband is doing this. She has no clue that she's a vampire. All she is feeling is pain. And so we witness him. They, they don't even like censor this at all. We literally witness him like torturing her, injecting her with stuff, cutting her with stuff until eventually at the end, he just like stabs her in a stake with stabs her through the heart with a stake to cut off blood flow to the brain. Cause he eventually figures out the re- the way to kill the vampire is to cut off blood flow to the brain. And so when that whole thing was happening, I, the whole time I was like, is, is this really necessary? Like you, do you really need to go this far? Cause this is a lot going on here. Yeah. Like it was just like, Oh, like I was, was like, torture, yeah, he was literally torturing her. Like after a certain point, you are just torturing somebody. And like Didn't I said, he say formaldehyde or something. And I yeah, said, he injected her with ins- he injected her with insecticides, formaldehyde, all these chemicals. He was just injecting her, and you could see like the vampire was like feeling the pain. Like you could see her crying, and I'm just like, bro, like this vampire, like this vampire is innocent. Like it, it is innocent. It has no idea what it is. It has done yeah. nothing yet. It hasn't even fed off anyone yet. It just woke up on this table, tied down. So that whole scene, I was just like, I get why he's doing this, but damn, like, do you need to do this? And at the same time, I was yeah. like, but somebody gotta do this though. <laughs> like, right? this has like, to be done. Like, it's so it's a double edged sword because like it, you hate that it had to be his wife because she first thing she wakes up and sees him and is like, oh, it's my husband. Yeah. Like, she didn't even know she's a vampire, and two. Like no one has like like no one from the other people from that side has even met her yet, so it's yeah. like after they killed her, like it's like and it's so it's brutal because he doesn't even say hey, he just goes to work. <laughs> that's terrifying. Yeah, I that's like one of the most brutal anime scenes I've had to watch. Like really, yeah. like it's up there with the Tokyo Ghoul torture scene for me because that one was also really. I feel like this is worse. Mm. This is actually worse because the Tokyo Ghoul ones it was at least censored a bit. At least the version yeah. I watched. So yeah. yeah, it definitely made me question my morality because I was like, "This is wrong," but at the it same is. time, somebody got to. He's do trying it. to. He's trying to save. Like the thing is, it's crazy. It's like he's doing it for the greater good of like making sure that not everybody in the village gets killed or turned into a vampire. But it's like, ah, did he have to? Like, it's like ah, the whole. I don't even know how. It's like it's just terrible to see. It's like this is um, your wife. And like, then not only if this is your wife, like this is not even if not even if it was his wife, right? Say it was like yeah. a random vampire. This is a van- this is a random vampire that has done nothing wrong yet. It hasn't done anything. Yeah. So it's like this exactly. is an innocent thing being like tortured like this. Tortured. It's like when you see animals getting hurt and stuff like that. It's like what the f- like Jesus. It is. Um it is. okay. <laughs> Moving on from that disturbing traumatic scene. Um I liked how they addressed how hard it would be to kill someone. So towards the end of the series or the second season, at first, um, when the Dr. Ozaki finally manages to convince the villagers that vampires exist. And by the way, the way he did this, this man was playing 40 chess. So basically what happened was the Kirishiki wife thought that she seduced the doctor and she Mm -hmm. had him under her thumb. And so he convinces her to go to the village during a holy ceremony that they were doing to just like go on a date that's what he convinced her that was happening and what his whole plan actually was was to get her close to holy relics because when vampires are close to holy relics they freeze up and they get scared 
And so he got her close to the holy relics in order to get her to freeze up and then exposed her as a vampire. And so the villagers finally like, okay, this is these are vampires. Because he tried to convince them before. Well, he could try to convince a small group of village like men that vampires existed, but they kind of ignore him. But yeah. So after that happens, the villagers get ready for war, basically. They make stakes and like we see some of the villagers really struggle with the idea of having to kill anything, especially kill things that are familiar faces. Because once again, a lot of these vampires are former residents of the village. And so it really, it wasn't a thing where like people were immediately like, Oh, let me kill. Like there are people who are throwing other people who are like, they really couldn't do it. So I liked how they did yeah. that. Cause usually anime, they're like, okay, I'm ready for the cause. Yeah, let's go. Like no emotion <laughs> behind it. But yeah. yeah. And then, they really the anime was very good about showing what was going on in the village like there was they were they were they they showed you what was happening to everybody down to the fucking milkman all the way up to the the village leader to the doctor like we knew what everyone was going through so i thought that was really cool that they did that um Mm -hmm. and that you know it was really interesting that they were able to show so many different plot lines of side characters too and they tried to resolve most of them um and I, I think it was also good. I liked how, even though we talked about how we didn't like how oblivious the villagers were, it was also interesting for me to see how, or it, it was, I liked how they pointed out, like, how there are people out there who will literally have a fire right in front of their eyes and think it's not a fire, think nothing is happening, or ignore it. So, like, it shows how oblivious people could be. And I thought the anime itself yeah. was also very, very atmospheric. They did a good job setting the tone in very well and setting up the atmosphere. You did. As, yeah, as far as dislikes, and I was nitpicking a bit, Um, there's a bit of fan service in this. I don't know if you <laughs> peeped that. Oh, yeah. But, like, yeah, a lot I of <laughs> breast jiggling and, like, ba- nipples being shown almost. <laughs> you can tell that men animated this. You can 100% yeah. tell. There was like a lot happening. I was like, why is why can I basically see this woman's nipple? This this makes no sense. She's wearing a whole shirt. Like, what is happening? Right? Um yeah. another dislike I put, I was like, why didn't the doctor try to get a big hospital involved if he thought it was a pandemic? But we later learned that um the village administration office had been taken over by vampires. So even if he would have tried to get help, they would have stopped it somehow. They were, they were even, like, faking death certificates, like, taking them and, like, throwing them out and saying that no one died and they just moved. Um, yeah. They, I don't know if I missed this, but they did not show Natsuno saving Akira. So, basically, oh, when yeah. Natsuno dies, he, he, he didn't actually die. He, like, was barely alive. And what happens to Shiki, basically, is what happens with the Shiki transformation, if there's, like, an instance where somebody is like drained to the point of almost dying they can potentially turn into a werewolf and so Natsuno turns into a werewolf and he comes back to the village so Akira like I mentioned he's like one of the kids that Natsuno was trying to work with at first and he after Natsuno dies or after he thinks Natsuno dies he tries to take it upon himself to save the village and so he was gonna go into this one house to try to kill Ashiki but Tatsumi the blue-haired werewolf um ties him up and captures him and so it then cuts to a scene of the shiki that was in the house waking up from its slumber and about to kill him but then it doesn't show anything again and then we we think he dies but the thing about 
any show, if you don't see a death on screen, just know that they probably didn't die. So he shows up later, but they never showed Akira saving him. I don't I don't remember seeing that at all. And I, that really bothered me because the whole time I kept wondering, like, where is this kid at? And we see that his sister having like a mental breakdown. Like she thinks that she's next. And she like like Nia mentioned earlier, she literally went to the junior monk and was asking for a posthumous name because she thought that she was about to die. She dug her own grave because she was just ready to go. She what? knew it was going to happen to her next. And they never they never showed Akira saving him. Like somebody correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember seeing that because I, I remember they one thing about the show, like I said, they show almost everything, and I don't remember that. So, yeah, me neither. And I think because they just cut to like her in the bed and not and Akira standing over, like being fine. But like the last scene before that, he was about to get <laughs> got. Yeah, and so, that was like, and the thing is, like they don't address this for several episodes, like five or six episodes go by. And we have no idea what happened to this child. Yeah. And also this, that this kind of just popped in my head now that you brought that up. It's like for the longest, for the first half, we're focused on like the kids. And so we're rooting for the kids to like beat the vampires, but then they just kind of cut away from them. It's not their story anymore. Like it's the doctor's story now. Yeah. yeah, And that kind of takes you out of it. Cause you're like, well, these kids are pretty much like absent for the rest of the show. Like it's, they show up here and there and in the end um what's his name what's his name natsuno is like they're trying to defeat the blue-haired vampire but at the same time it's like he's like this omniscient in the background he doesn't get much speaking roles after like episode 15 Mm -hmm. so it's like i don't know like they kind of write them out yeah and then um the last thing i put on my dislikes um which is also like nitpicking. Um, I just wanted to know more about how the vampires came about. Like we learned where what's this evil demon child's name? Um, oh yeah, what's her name? Uh, I have it written down somewhere. Oh, it's might might be at the bottom. What was her name? I know I put her on this list. Oh, oh Kirish Kirish Sunako Sukano Sunako. Yeah, yeah. So we find out that Sun Sunako was from a wealthy family, like hundreds and hundreds of years ago like an aristocrat family and some man who visited their family turned her and basically the family locked her away in some storage shed in some remote village and basically were feeding her maids until eventually they just stopped um and then we learned that like she escaped from there and she tried to find her family, but her family died. So that's where her origins are from. But I want to know where vampires came from as a whole in this universe. Same. Like, Same. I really wanted to know that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, those... Go ahead. No, the, also, like, I know we said this is a present day, but this really felt like the 90s. Like, the technology, the way they communicate, this really felt like the 90s. I didn't think we saw book, a single cell The book cell came phone. out in the 90s got you that yeah that's probably why yeah because i i didn't think i saw a single phone in this show possibly i don't yeah i saw i saw like the you know the old phones the home phones in the show but i didn't see any kind of like cellular device i'm trying to think i feel like i saw a pager i don't know why i think i'm just (laughs) interested i'm just inserting that in there and when it wasn't um probably did though okay oh let's see what is next on this list we did the character just like um 
let's do what moment shocked you slash favorite moments. And also going back a bit to the character characters we disliked um, before we get to favorite moments. I don't necessarily dislike Toru. That was Natsuno's best friend. But I did have a mm-hmm. note written down for him. I didn't have sympathy for him at all. They mm. tried to make it seem like, you know, oh my God, like he really doesn't want to kill his best friend. He's struggling and he's like crying every time he bites Natsuno, right? My thing was, you he knew that he was killing him. Yeah. He kept coming back. I was like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he had to keep coming back. And then later in the show, they show that the, the vampires do have, they can restrain themselves from eating. They show two instances. They show the blue-haired nurse who literally refused to eat. Even though she was in pain, she refused to eat. And then that one lady, um, the red-haired barkeep, her mother got turned. And her mother refused to eat. And they, they go more into that on the OVAs, which I'll talk about later. So I was just like, was your thirst, like, you really just couldn't stop yourself? You couldn't feed every other day on him? Like, you had to bite him every night? I didn't understand mm-hmm. that. And they want us to make, they want us to feel bad for him, but I don't feel bad for him at all. Yeah, same. Especially since like, even towards the end, Natsuno was really trusting that he would stop and that he would just snap out of it. Like, yeah. I really don't, yeah, I didn't feel sympathy for him. Like, it seems like he was just like, well, they're going to get rid of my family. Well, they're going to kill your family anyway. Like, yeah, he kept saying that excuse like, oh, if I don't do this, they'll kill my family. How do you know your family is not already dead? And like, haven't already been targeted. Because like, his family, was his family not the Tanaka twins? No, I don't think they were. Not the twins, but the siblings. I, for some reason, I kept thinking that, that he was their brother, but he wasn't. No, I don't no, know no, who yeah. his family members were, but it's like, bro, your family already probably like got a target on their back. Yep. Okay. Literally. But yeah, did you have any moment that shocked you or, or any favorite moments or anything that stood out to you? Um, the only thing that shocked me was like, had me like when the dad, when the the kids like Akira and the girl's dad came back and he grabbed his wife's ankle. Oh yeah. I was like, came outside. Yep. Um, that shocked me. And then, uh, and also just the torture scene was too, it was brutal. So I was just like thoroughly shocked. They showed a lot of that on camera. Um, what, what was the best moments? Um, or your favorites? favorite moments i'd say like watching the vampires be shocked that the villagers are fighting back was hilarious (laughs) um the the like the the scene where the doctor is trying to play up the date thing i was like oh homegirl's about to get got yeah (laughs) she's testing him too heavily that was funny to watch up until like they stone her but i mean like even then i was like well this is the the beginning of the war um yeah but um, best moments. I actually loved when Natsuno was like big brain energy. Like when he, when they first were figuring out these were vampires and the two kids were all, the three of them were like going to the graveyard and digging up the grave and like investigating. I was like, okay, police off. Okay. Private investigator detective. I love those moments. Cause I was like, okay, he just knows what to do. He's smart. Yeah. Um, what about you? Yeah. As far as like shocking, um, the most shocking thing for me was definitely like um the doctor scene of course like we're gonna keep talking about that scene but that scene definitely shocked me um another shocking scene was when the when station finally 
decided to turn to the side of the vampires and it was not shocking in a good way i was very upset with that <laughs> like yeah. we've already expressed how much we dislike station not saying that he's poorly written i just they, they wrote him too well i hate him um <laughs> and then favorite moments definitely um like you mentioned before the doctor when he exposed um the kirishiki wife for being a vampire um and then also another favorite moment of mine was um i'm trying to think there was a bunch of stuff that i liked about this show uh you know what i just skipped that for me i just liked the entire show basically (laughs) Um, yeah i liked it too even though we have our our gripes with it i feel like we both really liked it yeah and then who did you have sympathy for the most sympathy for the most um like who do you feel feel bad for or yeah go ahead okay my sympathy at first i thought that the the girl the teenage girl was sympathetic for her because she was the first one to get killed but then by the end i really was like no empathy for her yep did not care um but the most sympathy i think for me was a little bit of the doctor a little bit because i saw before he started murdering his wife (laughs) like that period (laughs) of time before he started killing when he was just beat down and like not sleeping not eating trying to desperately save the old lady i was like really feeling for him um after he started killing it kind of stopped a little bit but i still was just like rooting for the good like the humans to win but um who else did i feel really sympathy for um i felt a lot of sympathy for the kids like the two children akira and his sister because they were just they were just so brave even though they were kids they didn't have to be doing all that they they were trying to save the whole town and i was like oh these poor babies they're trying so hard like i wanted them to win and i didn't want them to get stressed out and i didn't want their family to die like i wanted them to just you know live and i'm glad they lived but i was just like scared for them (laughs) what about you? yeah um i felt the worst for uh having most sympathy for Ritsuko. Um, I don't know if you remember her, but she's the nurse that had the green hair, the greenish blue hair. And the one who was locked inside of that cell with the other nurse, the plus size lady where um, the best friend was watching them. He wanted her to kill. I felt really bad for her. Cause like she, she really could have survived to the end without being turned, but mm-hmm. they had this whole thing happen where the vampires like kidnapped another nurse and she was on her way to save her and ended up getting bitten like just in the middle of the street and the doctor almost saved her too she just happened to everyone happened to be a a little bit too late in her situation so i felt bad that she ended up getting turned and didn't survive until the end um yeah and i felt bad for the doctor as well up until the same part as you because i was like okay this man is just ruthless at this point yeah exactly. <laughs> i just felt bad for all the humans i felt bad for except for that ugly one masao oh the, him the incel <laughs> yeah i didn't he's, like he's very incel like he's very much on reddit 4chan he does not like like his hatred towards his um is that his nephew yeah yeah that was so weird he's like if they would just leave or they just die i'm like whoa like this, that's a he lot a for a ch- he's a child you're wishing death on a child like your little blood like your nephew like what and the way they characterize him like he his face just looks so evil and i'm like oh they did that on purpose <laughs> they want you to like hate him okay 
So before we finish out this episode, um, I want to talk very quickly about the two OVAs. Um, so this show is 22 episodes, but there are two OVAs that they did, um, special side episodes that took place during the last few episodes um, when they had the war with the vampires, basically showing more of what happened to some of the side characters. So the first OVA basically shows what happened to Nao, um, the one who killed her whole family because she was trying to get all, all of them to turn. And basically, um, during the Shiki hunt, do you remember when they were talking about going into the sewers mm-hmm. or the irrigation system? So it shows yeah. that like some of the vampires were hiding down there, including now. And it, the whole OVA basically shows more about like her family and how she ended up in that village and how she ended up married and her life. And then like the process of her turning everybody in her family into vampires. And then it shows like more of her thoughts and how like she was genuinely sad that no one came back to life. And then, um, it also shows how, I don't know how to word word this, how some of the villagers were so eager to kill to a point where it was kind of worrying. Um, and so, Essentially what happens is that when the Shiki tried to hide in the irrigation system, the villagers eventually capture them, drag them all out of their out of there one by one. They try to stake them all through the heart, but they run out of stakes. So they chain them all to the ground and let the sun rise and burn them to death. And then one of the villagers that now knew before she turned, um, he's watching this happen and he's just like this is just too much. Like, I understand that we have to kill these things, but we don't need to torture them. So as the vampires are slowly burning alive, he just decides to take a stake and just kill all of them. Um, Just give them like mercy, basically. And then OVA2, it shows the perspective of Konami, the cafe owner, and um, the red-haired one, and Matoko, the housewife. She had a blue hair. Um, they briefly showed her during the scene where the village women were going around to every house trying to figure out where the shiki were and warn everyone. So what happens with the cafe owner with the red hair, um, she, her mother is the one who I mentioned before who got turned but refused to feed off her daughter. So it shows that she... Um, she finds her mother sick. Her mother eventually dies. And then when her mother comes back to life as a shiki, at first they're kind of confused as what's happening. Um, she tries to just take care of her mother. And her mother is also confused because she doesn't know where she is because no one knew she turned. So the vampires didn't come tell her or recruit her. And as this is happening, um, one day she tries to feed her mother regular human food because her mother kept complaining about being hungry. Her mother just throws it up. So it shows that the shiki cannot eat regular food. And so as they're trying to figure out what's wrong, uh, Konami ends up cutting her hand by accident. And her mother, like once she sees the blood drop, she goes like absolutely feral and tries to drink it. But then when the mother notices her daughter looking at her like scared, she stops trying to drink the blood and then immediately goes back to restraining herself. So that's why I was saying with Toru, like, this shows that it's possible, even though it's hard, it's possible to restrain yourself. So if you, like, let's not saying, if he really wanted to, he would. Um, right. Yeah. 
And then the other half, on, and while all this is happening, is showing, like I said, M- M- Matoko. So she's a housewife um, who loves her family very much, is very over- overprotective about her kids, and she slowly descends into madness. Um, her whole, she basically watches, it shows her watching her entire family die, um, including like her husband, her mother-in-law, everything. And there's one scene that was like so sad. Um, her daughter had gotten bitten and she was becoming ill. And so she was trying to take her daughter to the doctor to potentially try to save her. And she took her daughter to the hospital, the Dr. Ozaki's office during that scene where he was torturing his wife. So remember the hospital was closed for the day while he was down there. And so she couldn't get assistance from anybody in there because there's no one there. And so she ran to the other clinic that was created by the vampires that was on the main street. And yeah, she tried to give her daughter to them for help. And then her daughter eventually dies. And then it shows her with her son, who's the only thing she has left because she's lost everything in her life. She, like I said, she descends to madness. She shuts herself and her son into her house, trying to protect them from whatever's going on. And eventually her son dies in her arms because she wasn't feeding him. So she accidentally kills her son in the process because they were just sitting in a tub, like hiding from everything. Mm, um, I remember that scene from the show. Okay, yeah. So you remember seeing something like that? Yeah. Yeah. She was the one that was in the tub holding like a dead body. Um, and so after that happens, she eventually comes out of her house. Um, when they start going to hunt the vampires and it shows her just kind of being in the background the whole time, just days and out of it until one day she finally comes to life a bit and tells them that Konami is hiding her shiki mother in her house. So that sums up Konami's story because obviously she dies after that. Um, and then Matoko, I forgot to mention the shiki that killed her entire family. She figured out it was her father-in-law who did that. And so she, the reason why she comes back to life is that she's now on this quest to hunt down her father-in-law. And so she overhears that the Shiki have a base um, on another remote part of the village. And so she tries to go there herself to hunt down her father. When she arrives, no one is there. And so she takes gasoline and she pours it everywhere and she lights herself and the village on fire. And she's the one who caused that giant fire Whoa. in Yamiri. Yeah. She caused that fire. That's why I was like, damn, this show is really good at like showing everything. So the reason why there's a giant fire in Yamiri that destroyed the entire village was because of her, because she committed suicide on that mountain. And yeah. Wow. She's the one. Those OVAs really should be at next episodes. Like those are right. They should have just put it in there. But I felt like they're trying not to break the tension in the show. Mm, But yeah. Um. Lastly, this uh, one hour and twenty minute episode. (laughs) What (laughs) were your overall thoughts on the show? Like rating? Like were you satisfied with ending that kind of stuff? Um, I would give this like an 8.5 out of 10 I really enjoyed it like even though I have my gripes with it and I was confused I was on the edge of my seat every episode so like they did their job of like making me stressed and making me frustrated um yeah I would definitely like recommend this to people who want a good like vampire horror anime to watch um yeah I really enjoyed it 
I give it an 8.5. What would you give it? Same for me. I give it an 8.5 or a 9. I Once again, I really, really, really enjoyed this. Um, I'm probably going to see if I can find more stuff like this. Maybe not horror, but this thriller element. I really liked it. I'm starting to think, I'm starting to discover that I really like thriller anime. It's like, that's my favorite genre mm-hmm. aside from like, like Shonen is not my true favorite. It's actually thriller. So yeah, I give it an 8.5 to a 9. Um, It was really good. Really recommend this. I see why it's like on the top 10 best horror anime list every time you search so yeah and i definitely will be reading the manga so it's only 75 chapters too so that's like great because usually manga is so long (laughs) right (laughs) but yeah i'm glad to hear that Yeah. yeah yeah so we really like this one um definitely check out shiki if you have not i believe it's on well actually it's not on anything that sucks because I think it's not on Hulu or Hulu or Crunchyroll. Yeah, it's not on anything. Um, but you yeah. know, there's it's a certain <laughs> yeah. If you street. if you know where to look on these sites, um, there's a, there's a particular site that is named after a green haired One Piece character. It's like <laughs> that character's first name dot to. If you want to, you know, use that, that's a really really good site. I'm not gonna say the whole name, but if you're if you're smart, you'll figure it out. <laughs> Period. Got to use Morse code, secret code. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, but yes, I we both enjoyed this. Um, we should probably. Ch- I would think we it'd be cool to watch some more horror thriller anime in the future. Of um, course, yeah. yeah. Please, uh, thank y'all for listening. Like, subscribe. <laughs> not YouTube. <laughs> all of us listen to all the episodes and all our anime episodes. There are more on the way. Um, leave a comment tweet about this have you seen shiki will you watch shiki um yeah i think that's all we have to say any last words um no last words i'm currently watching mononoke 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 the movie no so it's not the studio Ghibli one there's another mononoke where it's about this guy who hunts demons but it's very like artistic it's not like your typical anime it's literally like set in like feudal era japan and like Ooh. the way they animated it it's like one of those things where it's like a painting you should check it out i think you would actually really like this i'll send you the link for let it me look, let me look this up <laughs> i think it oh, used to be on crunchyroll cool. oh this looks just looking at the title and the art looks so interesting yeah my friend oh. recommended it to me and i was like oh this is like really i only watched the first two episodes but i'm definitely gonna finish this Mm, nice yeah i'm gonna put this in my list um i right now i'm watching the second season of spy family good Ooh, vibes I need all to start throughout that. it's so it's just an easy watch like spy one thing i love about spy family there's intense moments but then you just it's just good vibes it's just happiness and family and good things happening on screen so yes yeah. um i think we'll probably decide what episode for to pick what kind of anime to pick for next month so stay tuned for that um i think that's everything um yeah yep. until next time i am mia and i am decoria bye bye bye